Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Redmen TV. It is episode number two of this iteration, Redmen Radio. Um, for those of you listening to this show, uh, I'm joined by Steve Hall, by Ross Chanley, and by John Reed for this one. And today's kickoff question comes from at Tom Reed at 92. It's Alonso, Mascarano, and Gerard, or Fabinho, Henderson, and Genie. Is it really a question, Ross? Not really. I think Alonso, Mascherano, Gerard. You've got the fact they've got the experience and years behind them together. Are they not a touch old for the Premier League? They'll be fine. Gerard's, Gerard's showing the Legends game of the week. He's, he's still got it. Um, yeah, but you can probably make a case for Fabinho, Henderson, Genie in two, three years' time once he's played together for a longer, longer period. But, I mean, I mean, there's a song about those three for a reason. Um, you know, oh, Moto Soko. Yeah. I'm a. I'm not even sure if Abino Henderson Genie is our best midfield anyway to yeah, compare to, but but I think you're comparing three world class players to you know two lads who have had a good career and one lad who's potentially you know. Fabinho could become world class, but he's not done it. Those three are genuine stars. So. It's great to know that they agree with you as well. I yeah. mean, they were literally cheering your answer then, Steve. Toffee TV having a, a, a right all time. Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they get a corner? <laughs> Just to... I think they really rate Fabinho, Henderson, and Genie. Do, 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 it was do... when it was when I think it was when you said you know in two three years time. And then they were like, yeah. I think they're, uh, they're watching a video of a nil nil. Delighted. Uh, <laughs> I would. I, I don't think. It, I think it's an absolute no brainer, isn't it? I mean. I'll, we had the best midfield in the world. What I would say is that that best midfield in the world didn't actually win anything. And this other three hopefully could do it. If it does a European Cup Premier League double that like we all hope it does, then I don't know if that changes people's minds. Do, but we, do we just look back too fondly at teams? Is that the issue? I don't know. I don't know because listen, they, they were great. They, they had, individually, they were good. We were a good team. We did, we, got, we did well, didn't we? We had a title challenge. We did okay in Europe. We went quite far, but... I don't know. Uh, uh, if you compare, listen, you compare the Alonso to Fabino, you take Alonso, you compare Mascarano to Henderson, you take Mascarano and Gerard to Genie's an absolute no brainer. But what's interesting is, like I say, those three could win two major honours this year with that, that midfield there. Obviously, two of them were in Istanbul, but as a, as a collective, they didn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think. It- I think if you're just taking that as as is, then you're definitely going Alonso, Mascherano, Gerard. I think if you're starting to put parameters on it, then it's a bit different. So if you're saying, you know, in today's game, I can obviously they're retired, but if you're saying the current Premier League, you know, you can start asking questions. I think around Alonso, maybe kind of like getting around the pitch. But yeah, I think 
looking at it, I think Fabinho Henderson is genius to put it. For me, it's just so easy. It's all there, Alonso, Mascherano, and Gerard. And the reason that I picked the question wasn't because it was difficult. Because I like talking about Alonso, Mascherano, and Gerard because they're great players. Uh, but we'll go on to Liverpool news then in brief. Uh, Liverpool want fifteen million for Nathaniel Klein. West Ham and Bournemouth are interested in 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 him, John. Um, and you're looking at it and you're thinking, is this another one of the Liverpool where they're just so canny in the in the transfer market now when when we're selling players? I think it is, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good price, I think, for someone who's, all right, not been in an England team recently, but he's, he's ex-England international, still an England international, can still be picked and stuff. And, you know, he's clearly, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to feature in our future plans, whether that's because, as most people say, he doesn't seem to get forward as much or not. But, you know, for him to go to a team like West Ham or Bournemouth, I think it's a good move for him, to be honest. He's going to start week in, week out, and the club are getting most of what they pay back from I think was it 12 maybe paid 12 now maybe something like that yeah Yeah. I I hypothesised yesterday on your show actually on the Reds News Roundup which you weren't part of because We've promoted you because you've been that damn good for so long that you're getting on the main I'm podcast on now. I'm Paul Sick. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We were genuinely going to use you anyway. That's fine. It was Ross. We were going to fuck off if Paul was here. That's fine. Um, I'm sorry, Ross. He's not even yeah, asked. Yeah. I'm not. You're right. I'm not sorry. I, I, I take my apology back. Um, it got awkward pretty quick, didn't it? Well, we're in three minutes into the show. I've pissed off one person at least. Um, I'll probably piss the rest of you off at some point it's during fine. the show. Tom, Con- Tom started pissed off. <laughs> um, so that we don't you can need continue, to worry about continue him. your hypothesis. My hypothesis was thus. Um, I'm in. Or maybe thusly. Yes, um, Nathaniel Klein was a modern fullback, and we've actually moved past that with Senton and um, Robbo. Yeah. I think we're on modern fullback 2.0 now, and Nathaniel Klein will be a great fullback for 14 teams in this league and he's not a good fullback for six yeah well if you're a defence first team which okay, 14 teams maybe 15 teams are you know if you include some, well Man United might change now but Klein's a really good player for a lot of these teams and 15 million is a, a good price a good Premier League player now goes for 20 30 million you know, 15 million pounds is your new 5 million pound player isn't mm. it it's just a, the way you know everyone, everyone's got money and we've seen that with Bournemouth in the past they've, they've given us loads um, so I, I think 15 for either team would be a bargain they both need, they both need the right back obviously Zabaleta's leaving West Ham probably and then Klein's at Bournemouth and he's, he's been doing well I think Liverpool are well I think 15's even a little bit cheap obviously he wants to, I get it and him as a player like you mentioned they, he'd be fine for us he'd be a good defensive player it's the our wing backs or full backs rather are our most creative players they're asked to I think you were right when you said wing backs yeah, yeah well they are and that's why I said it. they are they almost play as, as wing backs and that's not Klein's game. Klein was defensive first. He got forward at pace and he did, but he, you know, he, he, ne- he doesn't cross like Trent crosses, or he doesn't play those intricate one twos like Trent did. You know, I don't see Nathaniel Klein making that run that Trent makes for Porto for, you know, for the goal. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him doing it. So he's a good player. He just isn't a good Liverpool player. And we've sold a few of them. You know, there's a few, and we're getting good at this of, of ripping off Bournemouth. To next, yeah, to, <laughs> we are. Yeah, no, yeah, right. but, but, to next extent, we have, but then you know. That's more because that's the players they bought. They that was their fault. They bought Brad Smith. We all knew what Brad Smith was. He was he was a reserve lad. You know what I mean? We will see what Solanke is. Jordan Ibe is what Jordan Ibe was. Good but inconsistent. Klein's the model of consistency. I always think with fullbacks in most teams you want to just put them in and forget about them. Because that's know, what we did when the, when the Klein yeah, came into our side. Isn't put them in, forget it. And Steve Finnan was the same. Put him in, do his job fine. I think most managers think I've got enough enough headaches. I can't be arsed. When you want me right back and me left back, just put them in. He'd be good for both of those, and he'd be good for, like I say, most teams in the league would should want to buy Nathaniel Klein. He's a good player. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we'll move on then. Next piece of news. Liverpool have bid, in inverted commas, £40 million for Thorgan Hazard. So there, there was rumours, Ross, that Dortmund are interested in him. Uh, I think they came off the back of Manchester United being interested in Jadon Sancho. And then now Liverpool have been linked with Hazard as well as, as Borussia Dortmund. And, you know, he's a player who is, is clearly a very good player. Um, would worry, I think, about game time if he was coming to Liverpool. But do you see that there's any truth in this first and foremost? No, there's been a lot of. I was talking on Steve's show and we did the same yesterday. You know, there's a gap in Liverpool's team and there's someone who's looking to move away and it's just like position, name a player, insert team, and it seems kind of go on and Miller. He's been mentioned quite a few times. I think Liverpool are, are looking for a backup from Salah and Marnie, which is difficult to do, but I don't think that's what, he, what he'd be looking for. I think, to be honest, I'd rather go and pay double and get his brother. <laughs> I think, I actually think there is. I think, the, I think it's genuine. I think there is. I don't think they'd bail. I think they'd like him. Uh, I just think you, I think you're right in that he wants to go to Borussia Dortmund because he wants to play every game and he wants to stay in Germany and stuff but I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was interest because you know why wouldn't you why why wouldn't Liverpool be looking at you know the best younger players of, of any of any league sorry you know Bundesliga is a decent league everyone seems to, it's, it's, it's the in vogue place isn't it I, I would be surprised if they went looking at him whether they'd bid for him I don't know but I, I think that it makes sense this, this type of player Liverpool wants and that he's versatile um, I think your issue is the one. Would he be happy not to be, you know, the main man? There's a reason he left Chelsea because mm. he wasn't playing. Mm. So then why would come back to Liverpool and not play? There's, that, there's some other stuff in the press this morning. Is that uh, apparently Dortmund won him on a bid for him, but we've bid more. So the re- so he favours staying in the Bundesliga and wants to go to Borussia Dortmund, but obviously the club would rather he came to England because we've offered more money. Right. So whether whether there's any truth in that or not, but it was on BBC Sport this morning. I mean, John, you you watch a lot of German football. Is he a player that's caught your eye? He's good. I mean, he, obviously he's not his brother, and you know for obvious reasons. But he's he, he's got everything. If you know what I mean in terms of what you'd want in a midf- in a modern midfielder. You know, he's, he's I'd say he's comfortable out wide. He's good in the middle as well. I wouldn't really say he's not really a central midfielder. You, you know, you're gonna see him more out wide. I think, but he could definitely do a job for us. I agree with Ross and Steve. I think my main concern with him is where he fits into the squad. You know, I think if you if you bring in someone like him in now, having done the business we've done last summer, you, you if you're in Shakiri, what does that say to you? You know what I mean? And maybe uh, do you risk upsetting the kind of the harmony thing there? Um, and I think the, the the figure attached to it as well is not that he's not worth that, but I just think to spend that on a squad player. I mean, if it fills a gap and it's you know it's, it allows us to rotate more than fair enough, but. Uh, maybe forty million is a bit steep for him. I think. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a fair price for someone who's done as well as he's done. You know, he's done well. I'll back, and he's a good player. And forty million kind of is squad play money. That's what you get. I mean, it's again for us to to bring anyone into this team, unless you get the absolute bargain of Shakiri who had a, a, a weird clause, or you get someone for nothing. Forty million is kind of what you have to spend to bring. Even you know, he's, remember, he's a Belgian international. He's no. He's not like. You're not signing some jobber, you know. You sign a, a, a lad in his prime from a team who don't want to sell him to a team in, you know, a team who's got loads and loads of money. So for, I think the price is fair, and I think he's a good player. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Forty million still seems to me like fucking hell. I mean, we spent fifty on Fabinho and fifty on Kaita, give or take. And that, that seems really close to me. I, I don't know forty million. And you're probably right. You're closer to this stuff on a daily basis, Steve, with what you do. For forty million, sounds like you're making more than an investment in a squad player. Yeah, but then, so if you don't spend forty million, then you get Shakiri. What did actually? I think this backs your point up, Steve. What would what did Mares go for? 50, 60. 
Fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's the, that's that's, the, that's and that's what we're competing with, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? You know, it? Fred goes to Man United, doesn't play every week, and he moves similar. You know, for being on Kaita, don't play every week. They're squad players at the minute. They're hoping not to be. But when we bought those two, they weren't they're, they're squad players. That's what squad players cost. And I think because we got Sadio Mane for 30 million quid and we got Mo Salah for, four, for that price, I think there's a, we're almost at a point now where you've got to do pre Neymar and post Neymar transfers yeah, 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 and pre TV deal and post TV deal. You know, we sold Katina for £140 million. And he's not £140 million of a player for Barcelona. They're not getting the, they're not getting the back from him now. As you know, at time of call. And hopefully, you know, he goes on to be, to do well for them, except you know, in the Champions League against those who'd be flying. But I, I think sometimes you just see a number and you think, Christ, that's a lot. But but this year's forty million is five years ago's twenty. Well, like 15, I, to Adam Alana, something like that. Yeah, I suppose yeah, yeah, there, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Sure. Wasn't the FIFA team of Werner about the same as that as well? Mm-hmm. And he's a bit more versatile player, isn't he? And, and a squad, but he would be a squad wanted, player. Exactly. So he's a squad player, more versatile, but then he's wanted by Bayern Munich as well. So maybe, maybe you're right. I think, I think like forty. I think he's worth forty million. But I think again, the, the, the two things you factor into are: are we buying a squad player, or are we buying someone who's going to be pushing for the first team? I think he. I, I think if he come. I wouldn't be surprised if Shaqiri left. If, if if someone like him come, and you said Shaqiri, listen, we got you for twelve million. You've done a job. You're not playing much now. Thanks for thanks for that. Mm. You know, take your take your two medals hopefully, and go on and move. I wouldn't be surprised because he doesn't fancy Shaqiri for whatever reason, does he? Mm. You know, Paul had stands on his board to come on the voice of those. But we, we I think we we would all agree that the drop off between the top players and, and they are from three and the, the backup options are is too big a gap and even now. And I think we, we don't need like we that. don't need backups. We need starters yeah. that are willing to sit on the bench for fifteen games a season. That's the, that's what it comes down to you for think, us nowadays, isn't I'll it? I'll ask you a question. Do you think if Klopp could, he would like to rotate Salah and Mane just a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely, more and then, absolutely. But he needs to spend eighty million on a player that's of their caliber to do that. Exactly. And if he so, if you can spend forty on a lad who gives you eighty percent, that you could use at home to Huddersfield, or you can use at home to Cardiff, or you can use when you play Fulham. You know what I mean? That time, the type of game. Because at the minute, he doesn't want. The only time he's took Salah Mane out is an injury or whatever. Mm. And you know, we've seen. That's it. You want it. you want Liverpool to have the best players. Now we we haven't competed in four competitions to the business end of those competition competitions for long enough to prove to players that you can get games here. Because right now we're still in that transition period, aren't we? Where we've got a great. F- 15, 16, 17, but we're not giving the other lads an opportunity to shine. And until we start going far in the FA Cup and the League Cup, we're not going to have 60 games a season to play. And a player might come for 40, and you probably will get three or four players playing 40 games a season across that front three. But you need a 80, 100 million pound player to slot in there to, to take them out and then to challenge in those competitions. Yeah, it's a vicious circle at the moment that we're sort of trapped in and we need to we need to change. Also, if you're selling Klein for 50 million pounds, a lot of 40 is then 25, <laughs> and it's not our money. <laughs> so you sell, and there's going to be more outgoings as well. We, that, we, ca- we cast envious eyes at Man City, don't we? There's a reason why Man City got a two cup finals, they didn't have quarter final, and then end up Premier League race. FFP. I spend about that, but no, because they 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 saw Real Madrid and thought, you know what, sand fifty million pounds the going rate or whatever it was, and they would have done Sanchez. We'll, yeah, we'll pay it, and we'll pay the. He's their club record buy, and we'll just buy him because it's fine. Even though we've got Sané and we've got Sterling and we've got Bernardo and we've got David and we've got KD, you know, the Bruyne who can play out there as well. We need him for for we can we and he, and hardly featured and he's a, I think Maris is brilliant by the way, and that's what we that's who we're competing with now. You know, Man United look at their options and they, you look at Rashford, Rashford and Martial, and they're happy to go and give Sanchez X amount of money. Now, it hasn't worked, but that didn't stop. That, that It wasn't like, well, we, we're fine, we've got three great players. No, actually, we'll go and get a fourth, we'll go and get a fifth because 
That's what you that's need what to big, improve that's what big, That's what big teams do. I, I actually think the, the interesting thing with him is, is is not does he improve us. I think it's where he fits in the team. Because I think, you know, if you're looking at the midfield, like, so like with Shaqiri, but then you've also got Chamberlain coming back, does him coming in mean it's the beginning of the end for someone like Milner, say, who's getting towards the end of his career? Or what, what happens around that? Similarly, if he's coming in to be a backup to the forwards, well, he's apparently pr- promised you know minutes to Rian Brewster. Is it kind of a backup for that? Is it kind of like a, okay, there's them three, then there's you, and there's Rian Brewster's going to do. Well, I'd say on that. Games. You need, you need, we need to see whether Brewster is good enough, and the only way we're going to find that out is by game time. So I think that will impact Klopp's decision in the summer. It is supposed to be news and brief, so we will move on <laughs> then. Uh, Camacho wants to leave by the looks of things, by the fact that he's rejected a new contract anyway. Um, I'm not surprised. If I'm perfectly honest, lads, I think, you know, Rafa Camacho isn't a right-back. I don't think he wants to play right-back. Um, I think he wants to play further forward and he wants opportunities in the first team. So you European teams, you want to buy them? Yeah, and, I, I'm, and Wolves, because of the obvious links to Portuguese players. I mean, this is this is one that I think, if you've been watching the signs coming out of the club, it's pretty obvious. Uh, another one is Liverpool will be offering Origi a new contract. I'm buzzing with this one. I know we spoke about this yesterday, didn't we? So I'll go to, I'll go to you first on this, John. He's a guy who's stepped up the last few weeks and mm. probably deserves a new contract and isn't going to cost us the world. No, I think he's I think he's a really good player and I think he, he offers that, that front line something different compared to the other lads who were there. Um, like you say, he's, he's already settled, he's already at the club, he you knows how it works. He seems... I mean, he seems happy to be on the bench in terms of coming in and doing a bit, bit of a job. Whether that's... He's actually happy, you know, I'm sure he'd want to start. Um but I think I think you know you say why why Salah lad who's having a big you know who's stepped up in big moments this season for us and actually helped us get over the line in certain games when he's already at the club and you know what are we what are we going to do if we sell him you know we're not going to go out and find we have to find someone else we're not going to find anyone better I think um, to do to fill that role in the squad so I, I think it's a smart move from the club yeah I think you know the money that Liverpool are likely to pay stay is is good for him and is good for us and the fact that there's no transfer fee and he's still improving and Klopp's happy with him in training. Good move all around. Yeah, he's, he's younger than you think, isn't he? As well, he's only just turning twenty-four. Um, again, it, I wouldn't. I'll be honest. If they sold him, I wouldn't be devastated. I mean, it, it's one of those where it makes sense to keep him just because we're already losing one forward and storage, so replacing him, and then you've got to go and find another. It's just more work. There's only so much business you can do in one window. And like what Origi offers is, he's nowhere near as good as what we've got out wide. But we don't have to change how we play when he plays because he still offers that pace mm. and he still offers that direct ability. You know. Uh, when if Alalan has to go out there or Shakiri goes out there, they, we, Liverpool fundamentally change what what Liverpool are about, and Origi isn't. So I, I I'd offer him it. I wouldn't be surprised if he says no. No, I wouldn't uh, be. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he says, you know what, I could go and play for. Um, there's a, there's that, a load the, of teams. The thing with Origi is he's tried a few of these teams and it's not worked out for him. And Liverpool are the ones who've given him that opportunity to get back in a, a top club. And I think he'd probably be quite happy. I think he would be anyway. But Ross, there's another there's another sort of angle to this story, isn't there, mate? And, and that is, Liverpool have been very good at protecting value of players over the last few years. And yeah. could Liverpool be doing that again with Divock? Yeah, I we mentioned it yesterday. We did it with Coutinho and stuff. And I said, you know, contracts don't necessarily mean anything anymore because, you know, We've seen how smart Mike Edwards and his team are with business. Will you put another five years in a week's contract? Will you put his transfer fee up then? So if he wants to leave, or they might have said to him, like, we'll let you leave in the summer, we'll sign a contract for us, we'll get more money out of you. Because that's what they did with Coutinho. It's like, fine, you're protecting yourselves, you're protecting him. He still gets his move that he wants, and we get more money to inevitably send him to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final one uh, Ruben Neves has been linked. Um, and this is one that's kind of come out from, from some quotes from Pep Linders. 
Um, he was asked about him when he was speaking to uh, Portuguese Ojogo. I don't know if that's how you say it. It sounds like a Dothraki soldier. Uh, I know him very well. His ambition, his passion for the game, his professionalism. I know what he gives to the team and this type of player always interests us. Now, on the surface, that's Liverpool have been linked with him and Pep Linders likes him. But when you actually delve a little bit deeper into this one's thing, he, he, he worked, the reason they're asking him is because he worked with him at Porto in 13-14 yeah. yeah. so obviously he knows who he is obviously he likes him as a player and he was just giving him a compliment but do you think there's more than that? Again, why wouldn't Liverpool be interested in, in a good player? Liverpool will we'll scout and know all about it there'll be hundreds of players with Liverpool have watched know about and have got a list to go through you know what I mean? and that's, really, that's kind of where we are he's a, good, he's a really good player and he's got lots of room to develop so Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if Wolf told them. Anyone want Nevers? Yeah, that's Lindy's on the tap up. That. That's a, that's a little invite, that's a little invite to Blackpool. Well, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. What's come that? On, yeah. Cock at the table. All right. Okay. Pat Linders and his big dick. For the, um, <laughs> I don't know where to look. I have to ask. <laughs> Great audio. Um, yeah, the, audio the audio listeners probably needed that. Sometimes when you ask a question, you just don't. You won't be prepared you for the answer. You knew what the answer was. I, 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 to an extent, I thought it was that. I just I, I clarified and uh, I rather. I if I'd have done this, Steve, would you have known what that was? Moving on. <laughs> Brilliant, let's get into it then. If you want more um, Reds news, then we do have, obviously, Steele normally hosts the show, it's the Reds News Roundup, it's on the redbentv.com, it's there every single week, we talk about every transfer and all the news around the Puff Up Club, it's a fantastic show, uh, it's £5 a month, free for the first month, now's a belter time to subscribe, absolutely belter, because you're probably going to get the running off your free subscription. Um, so... Uh, we will head straight to our sponsors, Tokyo Time, actually. and We're doing this incredible competition. Tokyo Time have been supporting us now for... The, this is this will be our third month they've been supporting us for, so we're really, really uh, thankful for their support. What we've done is we've actually teamed up, lads. We've uh, You can see this. Can, I, can you see Steve's cap here? Find that one. Yeah? Steve's cap. This is a one-off. This was a, a, a test of a patch that goes on one of these Tokyo time caps. What we've actually done, Ross, is we've actually um, created, well, Tokyo time have created five designs for us. I'm going to show the designs now on the screen for everybody. You can see the first one. This is a baseball cap, as you can tell. By looking at the picture, it's a baseball cap. Uh, this one's in shankly red. You can see the Tokyo Time stuff all around here. It's absolutely beautiful. You've got a little Tokyo Time embroidery there, embroidered badge on the front. Uh, we've got a red gold one as well on your screens right now. That's embroidered. It's oh. so, so good, so fit that, isn't it? Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Like uh, That's one of the ones that you can get involved on. Uh, we've got a, a straight Liverpool red embroidered Red Men TV logo. And I tell you what, the detail, you, you might actually take your cap off and have a look at this thing and let us know but the detail on that patch yeah. that's embroidery yeah, yeah it's nice. that is incredible embroidery there the uh, anyone who's got no hair as well you keep your head warm to that uh, then we've got the special patch one but we're going to do it hopefully in shankly red and finally we've got a purple and white cap which is embroidery we don't have that um this is what it comes down to what is this competition about so go over to Redmen TV on Instagram, uh, and then there's a competition on there. So we basically you can win the cap, not one cap. You can win two. Oh, I didn't know that. Two, yeah. Genuinely, all right. <laughs> just, <give it. laughs> just pissing your money. Just pissing your money down the drain there. Um, so those five choices of caps are on there. So just go on to ours. Follow Tokyo Times. Follow us. 
tell us your favourite and tag a mate and you can win a cat for you and your mate. So And that's Instagram. That's on Instagram. Brilliant. So. And, and if you haven't got friends, you can yeah, enter. Can, can I tag you, Ross? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on Instagram, tag me. That's yeah. the or. And I, I could do that like, again. Follow the challenge. We've had loads of entries already. So Have we, yeah. get them in. And it, it, it stops on Tuesday. So, so what? So what happens? They pick the design that we're going to produce. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Go Sounds I, like I, a great idea. Who came up with that? You. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> can I influence? How long ago was that? <laughs> can I influence votes? Um, yeah. I'm into the gold one, the purple one. I love the gold one. Same. Yeah. The gold one's absolutely splendid. Um, so yeah, listen, seriously though, Tokyo Time have, have been so supportive of, of us. Um, go and check their website out. They do so many cool things. It's bit.ly forward slash Tokyo Time underscore Redmen TV. Uh, if you want to buy one of their normal Tokyo Time caps, which are incredible, then you can get 20% off by adding the code capitals Redmen20. Uh, it's fantastic. Go over there. Go over there now. Check out the caps. They're absolutely brilliant. They've actually just um, signed a deal with the British Basketball League. They're producing all the caps for all the teams which is incredible wow. and they're a company from the northwest of England Paul the the, the leader uh, the chairperson the CEO is fucking boss and he's uh, I thought he's they were a, Japanese I'm uh, learning something they're, they're brilliant they're genuinely brilliant like I absolutely love them uh, so good do a go over and, 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 and show them some support so the big topic we are wow quite a bit in before we get to topic number one uh, Porto 2-0 what a game uh, who wants to jump in on this one and uh, listen, let's, let, let, let's not me lead the conversation here let's just fucking jump in and talk proper conversational shit Who's going with me? I'll, I'll go. I, I thought it was it's sensational. Obviously, the first time I've actually got to Anfield this season, and it was an absolute pleasure. It's, it was really long, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, man! We've been working you hard. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> man. Oh, Articles don't write themselves, do they? No, they don't. No, um, and when we certainly don't do them. No, um, <laughs> just there was long periods in that in that game where it was just a, a joy to watch, and like you know, you watch Montelli and stuff, and when you get there, it's different. And I said before on the Man of the Match Man of the Match podcast, there was periods where we kind of dipped off. But then the fact the crowd got behind us and then they stepped up again. You know, it was like seventy eight minutes. They were shattered. But then we, we gave them up again. I thought it was I thought it was superb. You know, you're looking at the midfield three. I thought they ran the show. Um, we all wanted Navi Carrier to start that game again, to build up his confidence. And again, on the, uh, the man of the match, we got people coming into form or showing different roles, like Jordan Henderson at the business end of the season, where we need them to step up and perform. And that's exactly what they're doing. I thought I put on Twitter. If you'd have offered both teams to the last 60 minutes, they'd have shook hands and walked off. Yeah. I think Porto were happy not to get absolutely hammered, and I think Liverpool were saving legs. Ross said we looked tired. I don't think we were tired at all. I think we just kind of eased it off and saved ourselves a little bit. You know, I thought we were holding a little bit back. I think, you know, he took Mane for me and a half. He's one out Chelsea, isn't he? That, and that's exactly what it is. We, so, you can get He's black. managing the fucking squad in a European quarterfinal. And I was about to say, you, when you look back at previous European quarterfinals, so I think 2005 Juventus, we've had Arsenal, haven't we? In the European Cup quarterfinal, we've had Chelsea, we've had obviously Man City, which was one of the most nerve-wracking you know, games of our lives. And yes, there was a little bit routine and a little bit blase, and I think that just shows how good we are. In that we we were literally, I thought we were we were saving the squad after half an hour, and I think that I think it was genius to do it. To be honest, I think we could have. If we really needed to, I think we could have upped it. But yeah, who, do you, who do you think has been our most consistent midfielder? In terms of all well, season? Or yeah, all season. Martin Alden. And he's yeah. been playing. And, yeah, exactly. So now, as I said before, like, Kite is coming in there. Not only has he shown what he can do, he's given us the option to rest G in the quarterfinal of the Champions League <laughs> and save him for Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. which, like last season, was midfield three. Or the team beat itself. Joel Matip gets a rest. The manager says he's played too many games. He had a knock. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had a knock. He right? said he's played, he's played a bit too many games. We want, he, you know, he's not. 
But then Lovren came in and Lovren did a job as well. That's what I'm saying. This last season, midfield three was the same three up to the Champions League final because we had no one else. We had a rotated team, didn't we? Yeah. I, thought, I, thought we were, I thought we started well. I thought when they went 2-0, I think Liverpool got a little bit, I don't know what the, if cocky is the right word, I thought they were trying a bit too, you know, flicks on the halfway line or like when we should have been cleaning on the edge of the box and we were trying to do turns and they got in a few times. Think we be, thought it was a bit easy at that point? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they just got a little bit, you know, we beat these 5-0 last year, it's 2-0 already, we, we, here we go again, party time and it kind of wasn't and they did offer a little bit of a threat, they had a few really good chances. Um, they'll be arguing a few key decisions that they think went against them as well. I think we'll say the same. I just thought it was almost like a a home win against the Premier League team on, on a Saturday at three o'clock when it's, it's just kind of routine. And for that to be a European Cup quarter-final against a league champion, a perennial team of a knockout stages, I think it just shows how good Liverpool are. I, that, I agree with that completely. And I love the fact that Liverpool uh, 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 forced Porto to play with such a high line. And I'm looking at it going, this is fucking insane. Why are they playing a high line? And then I, I realised, I was like, because they know we're scoring in Portugal and they have to get an away goal. Yeah. And that's the only reason. And you're like, oh, wow, we've come a long way. We've come a long way such that a team isn't going to sit back because they know we're going to score. Well, they know we're going to score at their ground. They're going to play a fucking high line against this Liverpool side with Mo Salah up top besides Omane and Roberto Firmino because, because they know that we're going to score goals and they need an away goal. My word, this fucking team, man, they're, in, they're incredible. No, I, I, I thought... I thought it was an interesting game because I thought not just that we set up differently but we seem to have a different impetus I think a lot of the times this season and, and to our credit we've been quite defensive and solid which is good it's a, it's a, it's a more mature way for us to play but last, last um, the Porto game to me felt a lot more kind of like last season kind of going a bit hell for leather but in a good way in a, in a, in a way that you know just, just probably just slightly disagree with Steve that felt like we were in control of the game you know what I mean like, and at the point where Porto did swap after half time and kind of Tried to play a more contained game. We were like, okay, fine, we'll just keep it around, then and just knock the ball around. <coughs> and I think, I think that's, a, I think that's going to only be a good thing. And you know, obviously, we touched on it on the final word, um, but kind of, you know, the, the, this kind of like new role of Henderson moving him further forward. I think it, it could, it potentially could offer us so much. You know, um, I feel like I'm using the Rodgers isn't by saying we flipped the triangle in midfield, but playing with two lads further forward in midfield and one sitting as opposed to. You know, in practice, we, we we nearly always have two lads there and one lad a bit further forward, and I just think it gives us so many more options. And it, 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 you know, you're on that uh, that cusp of it almost being like a front five rather than a front four. And you know, to, to be to be this far into the season, and you know, the manager has got the balls to do that and still be tweaking the system to, 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 to suit the games, but also to have the legs and, and the people in the squad who can fill those roles. I think it's brilliant. I, I haven't seen anyone say this yet, but Henderson playing that eight like a fucking new signing, mm. and I'll stand by that. Because it's just not something that we've seen for the last year and a half. No, us. it's it's the runs from deep. And oh. I, you know, but that's what you you were saying there. I think Lallana against Burnley was the first time we saw, and everyone's saying that the creative midfield or all the runs that Chegmi makes. We haven't really done that because we've been defensive against you know, Leicester, West Ham, United, Everton. Whereas they you know from Henderson from Southampton when he came on, and last night, you know, he's making an extra run, which is giving the defenders an extra person to worry about, or you know, he's creating space for Mo Salah to run into. Or at times, there was there was Mo, Hendo, and Trent up on one side. If you're a defender and you're thinking, okay, I'll, I'll look at Mo Salah, but then Trent's going past you one end, and then you got Henderson the other. Like, how are you supposed to defend that? Because you're not expecting it. We're, we're making more gambles. We're making the extra runs from, from deep. And if it's not Henderson doing it, then you've got Katie doing it on the, on the other side. And it's having that gamble. I think we wanted to do it anyway because it's the first leg. We're at home. 
kind of put the tie to bed. I think we kind of had to do that. And we're in positions that we have to win games to keep up with, with City in the title. I think I think for him as well, for, for Henderson, I think it, it lets him have more feel like he's having more of an influence on the game. I think it, for someone who's clearly you know not not the most creative or the most flashy player in the world, but clearly like understands football, understands what he's meant to do and like the passes and stuff. And I you know you've said I think and you, you've just done it a lot in kind of statues and stuff that he understands the pitch. You know he understands where to play the ball, where everyone is around him. To move him further forward and have him to be able to, you know, that much closer to the front line and be able to influence things with passes and stuff, I think, for him must be great. And you know, again, you said he was playing like a man possessed, you know, what I mean? and he looked that way. I think, I think that goal at Southampton has done him a world of good in terms of not just giving him confidence, but also kind of freeing him to go. Actually, I can play this. You know, I, you know, I might be four or five years older, you know, on from 13, 14, but I can still do this role where I can get. You know, between the boxes. Steve, uh, Jordan yeah. Henderson's been playing this role now on the Jurgen Klopp for a year and a half, two years, say that number six. And in that time, he's he's been the captain of Liverpool Football Club, but he's probably seen the moans and groans from supporters. Has he been given an opportunity to show and remind everybody why he was made captain of Liverpool Football Club in the first fucking place? Yeah, yeah I think it's, I've never questioned his character or him as a fel- as a captain. I don't think you know. I've questioned his performance and whether he deserves his place in the team. I think that's warranted. I think he's, again, Jurgen Klopp said didn't he? he apologised about saying you know I had to play him as a six and really have anything else and that's what, so he was the man. I couldn't I couldn't get anyone in. I couldn't find anyone to buy kind of thing and he was here so. We converted him, and it, it wasn't his position. But he did, he did well. He did, he did fine. What it what it does it allow he's he's a naturally aggressive player. You know, he doesn't come across that when you look at him or you know how he acts and stuff because he is a very calm, mild man. He's an aggressive fella, and it allows him to press and it allows him to make those runs and it allows him to to hurry and hurry you know up the pitch. But it also allows him to those five yard forward passes are much more dangerous when you're favourite. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the pass to Trent. And Trent's in the box where normally he's playing that pass to Trent, and he's he's throwing Trent out you know, ten yards wide. He's just again he allowed him to use his attributes more. Um, I agree. I thought he, I thought he was really good. Actually, I thought he was he was great. He probably our best player on, on the night. What about Naby Keita? I mean, there's a guy that I think we want to see him getting a good run in the team. But you know, he comes in there, and I was I slept on him a little bit. I think I, I called it completely wrong after the game. You know, I I thought defensively he was weak. I watched the video of his compilations. Uh, today and I'm like fucking hell how did I not see all of this I think it might have just been that I was in the corner of the lower Annie and he's dead small and and you just don't see him as much you know what I mean and that's the only thing I can think of but I was wrong he was well better than I thought he was last night coming off the game Tenacity was his best feature for me yesterday and I was like I bought him fly range. he was like a fly around shit as soon as we lost that ball he was he was on it wasn't he he was like again with Henson in the press you know Port well, Four or five seconds on the ball, and we were in and snapping at them, going getting the ball back. He was showing that element of his game, the, the forward run that he makes towards the end of the game on the 90th minute, just going, well, there's three players in front of me, and he just, like, just went full matrix and went, oh, I'm going to go that way, can go and go past them. All the research that we did beforehand, I think people are frustrated because we waited a year for him, therefore we expected him just to fit straight into the team and, and adapt to what we wanted, but he's taken a bit longer than normal, which is it's frustrating, but now again, like I said before, we're coming to the business of the season and he's shown glimpses. I think it's a confidence thing as well. That goal Southampton was massive for him and again to start him yesterday and then to get another goal and have the performance to get the crowd behind the crowd singing his name where he's only going to spur him on for the last five, six, seven games. Absolutely, man. And listen, John, this is such a big opportunity for us to make another Champions League semi-final. It is. And, you know, we can't underestimate them going to their place for the second leg, but at the same time, you've, you've got to feel as if we're going to go there and get a goal, to be honest. And, you know, it... It's obviously probably the draw everyone wanted in terms of uh, the teams we could have played, but uh, 
it's still going to be a difficult game for us and you, you've just got to keep focused on what, what what we need to do I think it's they, they've got some players who could do his damage you know I was impressed with them I'm going to say it's not Milito but the, the lad there at the back who signed for Madrid Militao I thought he was quite good and Morega you know, can give you can give you some uh, some problems even though he, he seems obsessed with shooting the goalie um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but He's a big fan of it, actually, wasn't he? He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. But you know what the funny thing is? Paul never said it on any of the stuff, but we were we were coming away from the game, and he goes, "I watched a load of compilations, and all he does is hit at the fucking keeper." He said, "I wasn't saying it on anything because I didn't want to fucking it, it to happen." Like, but that's all he did. He hit the ball at the keeper like three times and skied one over the bar when he probably should have scored. I think we all scored, and that's, I know it's not not no not hardly a revolutionary thing saying that, but. I think they were happy with 2-0 because they think that they can beat us 2-0 in their place and go for it. I just don't think they can. I, don't, I think we've shown enough that we can hurt them, that we can counter attack them. And, I mean, as good as they are, they've got some decent attacking players. And, and again, you've been there. Even when we batter them, it's a, a quite intimidating atmosphere. Like, it can be. I think we'll score, and I just don't see them scoring four. I, the, the only... Uh, again, I'm going to sound really blase about the European quarterfinal is that we could have put it to bed. When, it, when it's 2-0 two. after, what, what was it, 2-0 after 20, 30, whatever it was... It could have been five and six, and we could have went there and played the, you know, the, the, the reserves. But isn't that a nice position to be in there when you're coming away from a quarter final first leg, and your only qualm is we no, didn't I, score three goals? Absolutely, mate. And like, listen, I, I imagine if, if the fixtures were the other way around and we had Huddersfield at the weekend or we had Cardiff, we might have, we might have, we might have thought, we might have thought, you know what, it's worth spending, spend, you know, emptying the tank now and getting this done because then after Porto, say so you had a big game, but it's actually we've got Chelsea and it's probably the hardest <laughs> game up until the last game of the season in terms of league games. So I think we, I think we managed it really well. You know, our best left back didn't kick the ball. Our most consistent midfielder didn't have to do anything. Mane comes off, who never comes off. He got a little twenty minute rest. I thought, you know, he, he, even you know, James Milner plays at, at half pace. I thought that left back he wasn't constantly, constantly going like he like he would do. It was almost like Liverpool had, had a little way with himself to say, you know what, we can we can do this. Keep the north against us, and we'll be fine. And it, I kind of feel like that's what he did. It was a, like say, perfectly yeah, summed yeah. up, Steve. Perfectly summed up. Uh, listen, we're gonna. Uh, I recorded a show with Mel Reddy um, from Joe. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I love Mel. She's show. my favourite. She's she's unbelievable. She's she so interesting to talk to. She's got some incredible views and opinions. Here's a little clip from that show. For me, and I've said this a few times this week on various different uh, shows and stuff. It's not just about Liverpool anymore either. I think I think back to that Bournemouth game where they beat us from from a losing position. I think back to games where we've been. Ahead Head, I think back to 13, 14, even even before Jürgen Klopp, where you know we've been goals up and uh, Cardiff come back and stuff like that. But there was a there was a thing in the opposition's mind where Liverpool Liverpool can crumble here. Now we've somehow managed to completely flip that on its head. So we're going and a team's going in the last ten minutes against Liverpool and they're not thinking we can get something out of this game. They're thinking. Shit, we better be careful. They've scored the most late goals in the league with 20 this season. We need to be careful. And Liverpool keep having a, making a habit of that. And they've just flipped that entire... That was a 15, 20-year psyche of something that Liverpool did. And it's gone. It's completely gone. Yeah, Jürgen Klopp called it that self-fulfilling prophecy um, that you know Liverpool were a little bit brittle and they just expect to concede and expect... You know that frantic final minutes where the opposition are, are clawing into their lead, and suddenly it's a draw or, or a defeat. Or, um, and it's interesting working with other clubs allows me to come out of the bubble because I think often when you do just Liverpool, you're only focused and and everything is driven by a Liverpool voice or a Liverpool perception. 
And when you go out of that and you speak to, you know, other backroom teams, other managers, players, and when you look at how they view Liverpool, it's extraordinary because, you know, what you say, they don't know how to beat Liverpool anymore. There's no soft centre. You can't try and bully the defence. You can't work harder than the midfield. You can't hope to greatly restrict the attack uh you know that the the park bus doesn't particularly work Liverpool have found differing ways of of um overcoming that and I think back to the start of the season and teams would because there was Virgil van Dijk look to bully Joe Gomez and they were getting no joy and so they stop trying to do that and then they try to isolate Trent Alexander-Arnold as a weakness no joy so every kind of tactic so far hasn't really you know proved fruitful Mm -hmm. and I would say where Liverpool have dropped points it's been more because of themselves rather than something great that that the opposition has done. Okay, so there you go. Do go over and check that one out. It's on the RedmenTV.com. Before we get into a bit of a, a little bit of Chelsea build-up, uh, you've got to vote for us in the FBAs. This is another one where I'm going to have to pass the, pass the torch to Ross because I'm not sure how to do it. Uh, Ross, how do they do that? It's easy, mate. Go over to Redmen TV on Twitter. Our pinned post will take you to the website and it'll tell you how to vote for us. But we're with three... Three, three, nomina- three nominations, yeah. Got three in total. So first one is best, best overall content creator, Redmen TV. Uh, best women's football content creator, Redmen TV Women's Podcast. Go ahead. Are we doing that now? Yeah. And best- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to think, Chris. Um, best influencer. Who's that? Paul. <laughs> what for? Best influencer. For what? Influencing. How to look up, how to look up at yourself and mm. brush your hair. Oh, he brushes his hair all the fucking time. That's, that's, that's the influencer move. Ah, right, okay. Has so, Paul ever influenced you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Good influence. Sometimes. Not so much. Loads. If it was bad influence, would you be up for this award? No. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be out with you. <laughs> I'm a danger to go on a night out with, I'll say that. Just have a danger. Oh, that's so big time. That one, I? <laughs> Fuck are you laughing at Tom? <laughs> First time he smiled in six and a half fucking hours. <laughs> I fucking remember that. You said you fucking, <laughs> I'll flop you, you fucking club. Um, <laughs> you had a bad influence. One what? Just people. Ah. Oh, we got very drunk in London. We did. And I was shouting. Really. You were shouting at fucking. To be fair, it was right because you were annoyed that people were stopping at traffic lights. Yeah, so I come out of Twickenham. They've done this system where they, they filter you out in big, massive like lanes or come out the stadium. I went to watch the NFL, by the way. I wasn't going to watch rugby. Let's make that clear straight away. And they had traffic lights for people. So you, the, the, that crowd went that way, and then you went that way, and, it, and I was like, I go to Anfield every week. Just let us walk. I was desperate for the toilet, and I turned around looking where he is, and I'd lost them. And, it, and what he'd done? They have like um, like umpire chairs and tennis on, along the sides of the road, just and it's like traffic managers. And Chris had spotted the empty one, and, <laughs> <laughs> and was just sat in it. And I was like, Where's Chris? Like, and he's like, come on, move along, everyone. <laughs> trying to move this traffic. Like, so, yeah, he's a bad influence. Anyway, please vote for us. Shit, the bed. Uh, okay, we'll move on then. Let's talk about Chelsea. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. See, um, mate, I, I, mate, I can't believe how many massive games we've had this season. But once again, Ross, it's fucking huge. Yeah, and not helped by watching uh, Eden Hazard against West Ham. I know West Ham were terrible, but he's, he's one of the, he was unplayable. And you're thinking, Jesus Christ, what? Why now? Um, you know, transfer windows coming up. That's why. Um, but he always turns up again. Oh, oh. Wow. that's happened a few times <laughs> in, in my life. Not just with this. <laughs> just flops off like that. So because Paul's been nominated, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, gosh, no. Anyway, in the bedroom. What? Mm-hmm. Eden Hazard. Um, He's on. He's we're on, he's we're on told five. now. Talk about your problems. No, okay. Move um, on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not add. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> go, go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this for free. I have no problems. Chris, move don't, on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two things. Don't tell me. And don't look me right in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Eden has oh, Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's still not smiling. He's he's on form and he always turns up in town. I feel like he's got a, a point to prove. I, 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 Trent is, is brilliant and he's amazing at going forward. He, there has been times where he's been caught out by world-class players and I think we have to remember that he's only 20 years old. And I think it's important that we double up on, on Hazard, whoever he's with, and prove a point that we've got a lot better defensively. But it is a concern. But it also plays into our hands that they're playing Thursday night away at Slavia Prague. And they can play Monday as well. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we played last night a couple more days rest. We were able to rotate players, well. yeah. And we were the and, Friday night, yeah. Maybe. And to be fair, they're a fucking mess at the minute as well. Away from home, their, their form was terrible. And that, yeah. that, that West Ham game, he was incredible. He was like, a, he, he ran the show. He, he won that game pretty much single handedly for them. Um, but they were, their away form isn't good. And that, that's the thing. And then the only issue is, you know, this weekend, it's, it's just drawing parallels to everyone's, everyone's talking about, about 13, 14. You know, we're going. We've got Chelsea and City are going to, to Palace and we, we all remember last time and we're better than that now and Chelsea aren't as good as they were then I think but it's the it's the I think that's a, in, the nagging doubt isn't it? I think we, it's finally time we, that kind of gets put to bed we haven't really had, we've beat Chelsea obviously plenty of times since then but we've never done it at this stage of a season you know we're on this kind of thing it's, it's almost time to you know lay that lay that one where it needs to go he worries me he terrifies me every time we play him mm. and I, I've been on the show a few times and I've listed the players every time we play Palace I'm terrified of Zaha I'm terrified of Hazard I'm terrified of Jamie fucking Vardy 
and he's because he has had amazing. He's he's turned up Anfield and he's you know he's he's won them points. You know he's got them through cup games all by himself almost. So we do have to be careful. I will say when we played him in the cup though, the team that we played was literally a second team. Yeah, when, uh, when he was on fire, though. I just think Van Dijk wasn't even on the bench. Yeah, I agree. And listen, our best team beats Chelsea's best team, yeah. but. That's Nine it. times out of ten. Yeah. But we've got the pressure. They've got the race for the top four as well, John. And, you know, I think this top four, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now, and as has everybody else, the race for the top four may well decide the title. It could well do, yeah. And I think it depends. It depends massively on what they think their focus is. As in, do they think the best route for them to, to get back into Europe is, is, is top four or is it the, the Europa League? And, um, it's probably the Europa League. Again, recording before the Auto Prague, the, the way the draws opened up. If they get through at Prague, then they get Benfica or Frankfurt, who are decent teams. But you, you know, Chelsea would expect to be both in a semi-final. And before you know it, they're in Baku against maybe Napoli, or you know, mm. the, the that's the thing is how how strong they're going to go, and we don't know that at time recording. But it, I don't. Know, I think I'm with I'm with Ross. They they turn up to Anfield with a point to prove, don't they? And it's up to us to banish it. I think they do, but at the same time, I think, like I say, I think their their focus might be more on the Europa League personally. Yeah. And I just think, you know, if this if this is mid February, it's it's a different thing for them. They can they can you know they can look at it and go, well, actually, we could still maybe you know get third here, maybe finish second. A lot of that's gone now. I think you know we're down to like the last five or six games of the season. That with the top two have broke away, it's who finishes third, who finishes fourth for them, and. and you're looking at Spurs suddenly finding form again, new stadium. You know, are they gonna? Box their head off, you know, and then it's between the other, the other three really for fourth, and so three teams don't go into one. It's I th- I think he'd, he'd fancy himself more for your Europa League, Sally, but either way, is it, it, must, it, it could do win and something. He's never won anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Chris, sorry to go across you there, John, but I think Chelsea feel a good factor came back to Chelsea because they beat Brighton and then he beat West Ham. If you did anyone watch the Cardiff game? The atmosphere was absolutely toxic from the away fans. Oh yeah, it was horrendous. Sorry, they, oh, sorry, out chance. They were booing every. You know, where's Hudson Adoy? Where's the, they were really, really on his case, and it was an away game. Are you thinking then that it's brittle? It's it, oh, oh, oh mate, I, yeah, yeah. And I think the last thing they want to do is come to Anfield, and if they go a couple down and they're on his case, that we've we've seen how you know hostile atmosphere against the manager can can go against any player. I thought. Obviously, the Hodgson thing we've experienced it. We even experienced it near the end of Rogers. I thought, especially in away games, because the away support can be a bit more vocal at times or, or whatever, and, and it's it not as easy to drown out the the, the disconcerned voices rather. Rather, so that's the thing. I don't. We're not getting a strong. Men, we're not getting the the Mourinho Chelsea that turned up who were third in the league and you know a very strong will. I don't yeah. think we're getting that now. We're getting a. There's a lot of questions about these, and, and if we impose ourselves on the game, I think. They're, they're likely to, to kind of think Europa League's are better. They've three games in a week as well, and we've been able yeah. to like rest some of our players and take off off quick as he's poor. Oh, Genie's like the massive one for me, being able to rest him on most consistent midfield and then bring him in for Sunday's a massive for us. I, I think I mean, Ch- Chelsea obviously are, are a tough opponent because they're Chelsea, but I think we can almost get lost in the kind of thing of, of talking about them too much rather than talking about yeah. us. Like f- from our side of things, this is, you know, we've obviously got games after this, but this is our last big, big six challenge in, in the league. And I think you know that that that's the carrot. If, you, if you're the manager saying to them, you know, look, you go out there and beat these, and you're better than them. There's a reason, you know, you've been at the top of the table for most of the season. Um, all of a sudden, you know, your games after this, you know, your Huddersfield, your Cardiff, you know, I mean, you, you can you can start not knocking off, but you can, you know, it's going to be a different game. It's going to be more manageable. It's going to be less less eyes on it almost, and it, it'll be some because it's, it's still be start of a title race. But I think he 
he doesn't need to motivate the players. I think for this, I think mm. you know they they know that they're in a title race, but they also know that this is this is going to be the last big one. And if, if we get over this hurdle, all of a sudden it's it's not just the running; it's like it's game by game. Then I love it. Like I can't wait for this game. You know, it feels to me like we just need to forget about thirteen, fourteen, and yeah. if we can get through this game with nothing major happening and obviously getting the three points, you can almost. As a fan, I can probably just drop that now because it's hurt me for so long. I agree. Game. We need, we need, to, we need to win this and knock that on the yeah. head, don't we? And just, mm. and just forget about it. Just that's it. That's that's in the past. This is a different Liverpool side now. It will be fighting for the next five years for trophies and just fuck off Chelsea FC. To be <laughs> honest with you, your time's over. You know, changing managers every season's worked incredibly well for you um, for a long time. For, for longer than I thought it was ever possible, to be honest. They're the only side in world football, them and Real Madrid, who've managed to make a success of this. It doesn't work like that for any other football club, and hopefully they find it out now that they can't just keep doing that. And I think with financial fair play, I think they are starting to have a little bit of a struggle on whether Abramovich isn't quite as enamoured with Chelsea Football Club as he once was, who knows, but hopefully that'll be it. Um, we'll move on to some questions then. Uh, Rejhan underscore S15 do you prefer Hendo in the 6 or a little higher up on the pitch like an 8 let's just uh, just one person answer this and let's go with anyone want to answer anyone at all I, I prefer him as an 8 but I think you haven't got the sample size under this manager to see if it's a long term thing I want to think it's a long term thing because I think you get more out of Henderson personally um, a bit further forward but the majority of the time under the manager he's played there and, and been well and I think it's just good that he can play in both to be honest in both positions and play both of them well and you've got Fabinho in there which you've not had before which has been able to give him the freedom, freedom. of really playing in the eight uh, Tyler James Fox double deckers or boost bars which is better boost for me fuck off double, double decker, decker. <laughs> okay fair enough why are you fucking on a boost there alright just move on to fine. no I will <laughs> not drop this shit I prefer boosts why I just do, do you, have you tried a double decker yeah and what do you think? I like Boost better. <laughs> but do you like a double decker? They're fine. Just, uh, yeah, they're, they're fine. fine. They're nice. This is the, almost the epitome of chocolate. Oh, Two thousand years oh, right. I thought it was of the I... human race have come up with a double decker, and you've just gone. It's fine. I prefer Boost. I like the caramel. I like the. Okay. I like it all. That's, a, that's an acceptable reason. The answer you've given is still wrong. Okay, fine. But the I'm reason right. to like a boost is fine. What is your favourite chocolate bar still? Bueno. No, hands down, Bueno. Bueno. Oh yeah. I did not think you were going mm. there. Hands down, Bueno. It, it was. It's like. Not even a contest, bueno. You're more of a sweet man than a chocolate man, aren't you? I'm more of an anything man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, I had a bueno ice cream before. Yeah, today? today? Oh, yeah. Taste, taste, sensation. Really? Yeah, nice. I've yeah. never had one of them. I'm not even sure I've had buenos, to be honest. They're nice. It's like, I like really like Kinder Eggs, but I feel like I can't go to the shop and buy a Kinder Eggs myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, bueno is like the adult version. Takes that adult version. Yeah, it's right. Um, what? Do you get a toy with them? No. Not with Buenos, no. no. I feel like I can't buy a Kinder Egg, so I'll buy a, a Bueno. What, what Bueno? Is it chocolate or white chocolate? Yeah, I prefer the white one, but I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm not fussy. Oh, yeah. What's your favourite chocolate bar, John? It changes a lot. I think at the minute it's could very well be a Star Bar. I love Star a Star Bar, bar mate. Proper underrated chocolate bar, that one. Classic Snickers. Classic Snickers. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Really? Mm-hmm. Always thought you love nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loves them. Your dad's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's, let's move on. Um, What's your favourite chocolate? I, I, I double decker is, is up there, and, and Starbar is the other one that's, that's up there. But I do love a bit of Bourneville if I'm just wanting plain chocolate. Like. Tory. <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> Bourneville's belter. I'll, I'll take a Galaxy as well. And I don't mind white chocolate. I, I mean, look at me. I've got t- <laughs> my tits are a bit belly, I'm a fat arse. It's obvious that I like fucking 
eating chocolate bars and I feel strongly about all of them. I feel, well, like, I feel like we could do a chocolate podcast and give it like how hot our Twitter game is. Absolutely. We, maybe we should. Um, right, if you had to listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Said so Lee Mack at 13. This was easy for me. I'm guessing John's aunt. I mean, he's literally exhaling. I don't, I'm not oh. sure he's going to think this is an easy question. What was yours? Uh, Boys and Girls in America by the whole study. Okay, I'll be honest. I don't really care about albums. I can. I'm more of a <laughs> now 45. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, if I listen to music, it, it was very much. A, I'm a shuffle slash Spotify legend. Oh, what are you looking at, at the moment? Disney hits is up there with mine. I mean, in my, in my house, in the car, yeah, my, it's, I mean, yeah. I put, it's always I, on the most CDs in the car, the yeah, Disney yeah, CDs. Yeah, or like the Spotify, the, 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 the soundtrack to the Muppets movies, a, a popular one in my, my at the minute, just for the... Uh, You've been on the favourite Disney song? Six months ago. Sorry? Favourite Disney song? You're welcome. Moana, the right one. Yeah, it's a good song. I, I don't mind the other Moana one. Uh, how far I'll go. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's the best film as well. So album-wise... I I don't uh, give me a compilation of good songs and I'd, I'd go for that rather than album thing. Just one one playlist. Yeah, I'd be fine. Anything. Any I'd go with some like mid two thousand indie music maybe something like that. There's a, oh, on Spotify that's a good little playlist. Then I want to listen to that. Probably do, that. do you know it wasn't a proper album, um, but MTV unplugged Nirvana mm-hmm. in New York. Could listen to that all day, every day, and, and that would be my. They'd be my, the two albums. I know. I don't. I very rarely listen, listen to album and I get bored of the same. People singing me the same. Songs. I very rarely listen to playlists. Yeah. I, I like that. Like we're the, very, the creative, we're very, very different. They, I know, but they've created something, and that's, I don't know song names or not normally yeah, yeah. because I just stick an album on and I'll just listen to the album. And, and every album that I've got takes me back to a different place or a little time or something like that. So, do you remember when um, Viola Beach had their accident and they obviously died and stuff? I think just after that, Liverpool were on tour in America. And I went from San Jose to San Francisco on my own. And that's the only album I listened to for hours and hours. Now, every time my Ola Beach song comes on, I'm just taken back to San Francisco, walking around and that, like, it's fucking cool. I love it. Like, what's yours then, Ross? Um, I'm similar to Steak. Like, there's very few albums that I'll, I'll listen to through and through, so probably about two or three that, that I like. Um, the Strokes, <laughs> Is This It, is probably my fav, favourite one because I think that's probably one of the first albums that I actually sat down and listened to properly and I still do it now. Like, you know, just look some, listen to, to just to bang on and I can put that on and I'll, I'll know every word to every song. That I, would, I ruined their second album. I had the Room on Fire. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I don't know. Their second album, I had it in my car and I had a meeting that for work down in Nottingham somewhere and I had traffic and it took me about three and a half hours to get there and I got there for like 9am it was like supposed to be like one of those courses like fucking eight hours or something and I turned up and they're like oh yeah we cancelled it I was like did you email me? <laughs> they're like no I was like oh great but I, it was stuck in my fucking CD player and I had no other music and the radio didn't work it's, 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 it's tarnished no it's a bad memory it, you know and I listened to it for like six hours straight and I just I've never been yeah. able to listen to that album ever since. Yeah. Like John, what's your favourite? It's probably a toss up between Sound Effects by the Jam and Abbey Road by the Beatles. Ooh. I think Abbey Road you can throw that on and it's great and almost cliche to say it being, being from Liverpool, but that that medley on the second side, like it, it's so well sequenced that album. I think obviously Ross and, and Steve both said about like playlists and that. I think there's a lot to be said for how well sequenced that album is and like where the tracks are. That's what the Beatles do though, and yeah. it, it's, it's like a one continuous song almost oh, yeah. sometimes, yeah. And it's just you put that on and you, you don't you end up just leaving it on, I think. Uh, Paul Mach Machin at the Paul Machin has Social said influencer. So, Social influencer. Yeah. Paul Machin. Depends, I didn't vote for him. Uh, would you rather <laughs> 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 by the way, just in case that gets I voted up. for I voted for uh, for Spencer, is that his name? 
Spencer in, in, in the influencer category? I don't know. He's, I don't he's, I've heard of him. I'm not very good at this YouTube. <laughs> you heard of Paul? I'm joking. I haven't really. I'm good. I'm voting for anyone. Yeah. I'm, Would you I'm, rather be eaten alive or buried alive? Depends who's eating. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. <sighs> like if it's a lion, I'd rather get eaten because I'd be dead quicker. That'd be fucking hell, wouldn't it? Yeah, but dead. Christ on a bike. That's the exact reason I wouldn't want to be yeah. alive. If, I, if I'm gonna die, you're gonna die quickly. I'm gonna, I'd rather die quickly. Buried alive means I'm gonna be there for a good hour or two, suffocating before I'm dead. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'd rather suffocate than be bitten. And no, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, no. Pitch black, terrified. In the no, no, no. Just yeah, if, if, no, no, but if I'm gonna die, I want it to be quick and sure. Maybe, well, maybe, but if, if I'm gonna be, if it's a like, if it was little tiny animals, just like taking like rats or something, then I'd eat that. I'd rather just suffocate. But if you can like get me like mauled by a giant animal and I'm dead, a whale, with, and I'm dead, with, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm dead with, like for like in a minute, then just give me that. The thing is, if a lion attacks me and bites me head off, I'm dead. Yeah, you dead instantly. That's what I want. I don't want to be. Brought piranhas. No, see, that'd be awful. Because I'd be away again. It'd take a while for a planet to, to do me, and I want I want a big animal to murder me. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> given these, give, given these, given these choices, I want him like the big animal. <laughs> someone please clip that off and just put it on Twitter with Steve saying, "I want a big animal to murder me." <laughs> That's always absolutely brilliant. I mean, Be- Benny the Live doesn't sound fun. I'll say that. But eating alive sounds horrendous to me. And I, when I think eating alive, I'm thinking zombies slowly gnawing yeah, at you. And just like, yeah, that, to the point where I'm still alive and my brain's working. But I look down and there's no meat on my bones. And I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't handle fucking that. Yeah. Man. That would scare the shit out of me. Is that Resident Evil to come back to bite you? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Literally. I think, I think Paul needs to clarify who, wh- which what type of animal. Thing? If it's a big animal or, <laughs> or like rats. I'd, I'd have no time for it. No, you know, nibbles. <laughs> but, uh, like, what if, about if, a python? Just no, because again, slow. I, I, was just, I just said quickly. A, 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 a bear attack or like a killer whale <laughs> just rips me in shreds. Give me that over being buried under like. Because I don't think so. It'd be a, a couple of hours, wouldn't it? I think before you're dead. Is, is this like guaranteed death as well? I don't think you specified that. Like, is it, if it's like you know, if it's like a python, like can I fight the python? Can I punch the small rodents on my arm <laughs> and stop him from eating me alive? Yeah. And, yeah, so and in, in can which, I get to the surface when I'm buried alive? Yeah. I, I, in the spirit of the question, I know Paul quite well. We all know Paul quite well. He wants he, us to die. He, he, yeah, he wants us to die. Yeah. 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 So I'm going for the quick, easy option. Plus, yeah. I get to feed a, an animal, which, which is good for the you know, circle of life. And I've seen the Lion King. <laughs> but you, you, you become the grass. You eat the grass. You the ecosystem if you buried alive. That's a good point. Yeah, but again, well, who've I helped? Really, the worms? Your wife? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> worms. Like, yeah, I want to be more. I want to be more. But like, I want them to like rip me head off. I don't want to be like you, shark attack where they where I'm dead within seconds, rather than being buried alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like quite like this one, Leon Lowen. Is there anything to stop a manager register himself as a player so we can run up and down the pitch on the uh, down the length of the pitch, barking orders whilst warming up? No, I mean, Edgar Davis did it, and he just went on the pitch and got himself sent off. Cool. I remember Gordon Strachan yeah. doing this for Coventry once when he was playing manager. The, the thing he, that stops them is the fact that you want you know you want you, seven subs. Yeah, just oh, we've got four injuries. You oh fuck, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that, that's the issue, isn't it? When you look around, you need a goal, and Klopp goes, "You're gonna bring on." Well, I've got I've got Dave Ock or myself. I think he, yeah, I think that's the that's the main reason. Isn't it? But it's a, it's a clever idea. Andre, I, I think this is Andre from uh, Berlin Reds, actually, at hashtag mop, 
people your least favourite animal and why? Mm, I, I, I can give you a, like a starting point to work on this. Right. Pretty much pointless animals. Pointless animals Sloths. to me. Y- yeah, those type of things. Like, what the, like if we lose a goldfish, is it really going to affect the ecosystem? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's loads of fucking fish in the sea. What are the goldfish actually doing? Are we talking, like... Giving themselves a prize, is it, first? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they just die in plastic bags, as far as I'm aware, on the way home. I got chased by a dog once. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, m- maybe that specific dog. Okay. I'm not saying all dogs are bad, but these, these there was actually two dogs, and, uh, yeah, they chased me, and I had to climb a fence. To get Friday night in town. No, I was younger. It was, um... When I lived with my parents. <laughs> 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 and, uh long story short I was I was actually out for a run Go back in my, again back in my younger days obviously and um, I turned around turn and I just barking I thought what the fuck's that and I've had these two dogs escaped and they saw me running and they were just chasing me and, and then you're thinking I'm going to honestly I'm going to get you I've done it I've not loads of people you, yeah me. you're too little to kill me I want like a lion so then I, literally I had to climb up a fence and then the owner ran out and was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I think they would have attacked me. So those two dogs are my least favourite animals. I hope they're dead now. They probably will be. And, uh, and like, here's another one, and this is probably going to be quite quite controversial, but the panda. Oh, Not like a red panda or anything like that. You know, the mm. fucking giant panda. All they do is fuck around with bamboo all day. You know what I mean? They're not doing much, are they? I don't think... I, they're I, an like, endangered species, so... Get over with. Yeah, let's yeah. just fucking cut the head off that shit. You know what I mean? Let's make it quick. Like, like Steve wants to die. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the panda's pretty pathetic. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I throw an octopus in there? Only because they, they seem shady as fuck. <laughs> they do <laughs> seem a bit shady, the octopus. Like. They're weird. Have you seen that video where like, they're like, in a jar and they get out? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, like, it's very fine, the Nemo too. Yeah. Uh, fine and dory, as, a, as it's technically known. <laughs> the, octop- the octopus and that's a bit of a blur to me. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get, go with the octopus. Yeah, sounds. You're, octopus? Um, yeah. You can't think of a better one? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, uh, last question. James Shearing at Shearing James. Uh, when Liverpool win the league, will John Lennon Airport cope with the amount of blue noses at the parches and should the airlines put all the ticket you prices You can't get a plane up? to Wales, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a genuine thing. I mean, yeah, we, we well, know well, last year when we were in Kiev that like, I know a lot of blues that just went elsewhere for the night. Yeah. They're going to be fucking... There's more danger of them running out of Lonsdale training so they can run to fucking the world. Wow. You, um, um, I've had a lot of stick-up Evertonians in recent weeks. Um, Why is that to be? <laughs> I, I just don't... I don't know. I, I don't think they're very good at football and I tell them that and then they get angry at me. Mm-hmm. Um, Opinion day. I mean, yeah, we've all got them. I mean, I was right. Um, so w- what they're going to do, they, they are very much going go, go to hide and... Uh, have you spoke to any blues and like you know like, like uh, most people I've spoke to have like yeah I'm going away and also I bet very heavily on used to win the league so even if you do I'm getting a lot of money. No no I've, no, I'm not, I've no. spoke to the ones who are just you know City fans singing Blue Moon. <laughs> the, the ones I know would not put money on Liverpool. Uh, no they, like, they are, I think they are worried. I think they're oh they're worried. They're very very worried. Um, so where will you all go? Who cares? Like genuinely who cares? But I will. There's this thing that Liverpool fans are going to be unbearable if we win the league. That's kind of the theme that's going round, and I can confirm for an absolute fact that is absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be if we win one of these two trophies. I am going to be absolutely unbearable. 
Honestly, you already are. Yep, and imagine, imagine winning a league and a pre- and a championship. Oh, Toffee won't know what's hit them. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I was, I'm gonna turn up Ped's house. Just thinking, like, <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> four in the morning. Can we, can we, can we wait that? Can we wait that? Just outside, ba- outside buzzers with a, with a Divock Regan. We'll do it on Instagram stories or something. Yeah. In fact, we'll bring Snapchat back for a fucking laugh as well. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I hope they don't go anywhere because I would very like much like to to be there when I get to you know put it in their faces. Absolutely superb. Well, there you go. Then that's been the podcast. Let us know uh, what you thought in the comments section below. Of course, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the Red Men TV on YouTube. Don't forget to check out the new channel, uh, Matron Payjack. Uh, we'll be doing the normal two man podcast over there. Um, won't be for the next few days because Paul's not very well, which is why he's missing today. He'll be back next week, of course. Uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.